Hey guys, how you doing? Hope you all had a fantastic fucking Christmas. I hope you spent it with your families, got lots of presents, ate fucking awesome food, got a little bit tipsy, you know, not too bad because you're with your family, there's kids around, you don't want to get shit faced, don't be that piece of shit. But, you know, you're going to have six or something, you know, it's through the afternoon, six or seven or eight, twelve, maybe, you know, just to, just to get through it, you know. Luckily, for me this year, I didn't have to have a big, massive family gathering with the family members you fucking hate, because we all have them, I've got a lot of them. But, um, yeah, yeah, I hope you, got, you guys and all your families had a fucking good Christmas, because mine didn't. It's alright, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're a fucking middle class white suburban family with, you know, every kid's employed in a half decent job, all the others are fucking wifed up and husband up, except for the yours truly, like, you know, the family doesn't have many problems. You know, really, like, one shitty day, one shitty Christmas isn't going to sink us. We're stronger than that. We're tougher than that. We're bigger than that. But uh, Christmas Day was a bit of a shit one. Well, the Christmas period has been a bit of a shit one. As you know, you heard in the last one, old Bruce Lee in hospital. He's out. He's out. Hallelujah. Praise Lord Jesus Christ. Bruce Lee's back home in the rest home. Um, he's, like, they're, they're making fucking, like, two or three nurses come see him a day just to make sure he's, you know showering and shitting and all the good shit and yeah I don't know how long he's going to be home for to be honest uh, he's, uh, he improved a little bit but not a whole lot I think it was more the hospital being like you're taking up a bed and wasting our money get the fuck out of here so but he's home he's not dead yet don't have to get the suit out don't have to get the tears out don't have to get the speech out for the eulogy, because I think I probably would. I'd do a good eulogy for old Bruce Lee. I'd, I'd you know, I'd show good respect for the man. I'd, I'd, I'd give him a good send-off, so. Not that I'm already writing my granddad's eulogy before he's dead. That's a bit fucked up, but you know what I mean. I'd do, I'd do a good one. But anyway, Bruce Lee was in hospital over Christmas. Got out today. So... Had to do it without the, without the big fella. Mum got sick as fuck. Still is. She's got bronchitis, the dumb bitch. Grandma was sick. Don't know what she had. Probably what put Granddad in the fucking hospital and gave him the pneumonia to begin with. And yeah, so it was basically just me and my old man just hanging out. The only two fucking healthy ones there at the house. And yeah, we went down to the bowling club. The old man's president of a bowling club. I won't say weird. Don't want to identify him. But, uh, yeah, went down there with the, some of the locals, had a few beers, had shots of rum at fucking 9.30 in the morning on Christmas Day. Fuck me, just like, ugh, what are you doing? I hate rum, but Jesus Christ, it was the peer pressure. The old fucks, like, just peer pressured me into doing, like, four shots of rum at 9.30 in the morning. So that's how my day started. Not a good decision. If you hear how my day ended, I'll give you that one soon. But uh, yeah, so then we had a shitty Christmas lunch with Grandma, Mum and Dad and two of them were sick as fuck and just moaning and complaining all the time. Uh, fucking mopey cunts. 
But uh, yeah, and uh, guess guess what the big present was this year, guys? Guess what? Guess what? Mumsy and Dadsy got your boy. Guess guess what? Fucking awesome present I got. You guys are gonna be so jealous when I tell you. I got such an awesome present from my parents. They got me a suitcase. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Anyway, so Christmas. Yeah. That was Christmas Day. I worked on Christmas Day, though. That was actually the fucking highlight because, you know, got that time and a half, that extra ka-ching on a Sunday and there was no fucking work to do because it was Christmas Day, but they needed fucking a bunch of us to be there sitting in the office just in case. So that was a nice day. That was a nice way to end it, you know. End Christmas Day in the black. Get that cash money, bitches. That's what we do. That's what we do. But, um, yeah, so that was my Christmas day. And then Boxing Day got worse for the families, mainly mother, because the car got fucking stolen, like properly stolen, like woken up, car was in the driveway, when she went to sleep, woke up, car gone, just gone. Nowhere to be seen. Absolutely fucking gone. Like, I would hate that. Like, to be honest, like, I wasn't staying, I wasn't staying at Mumsy's on Boxing Day. I'm out house sitting at the moment, but uh, fuck me, I'm glad I wasn't there because I reckon they would have taken mine over hers. My car's way fucking better than hers. The sesh wagon, imagine that! Imagine that! The sesh wagon gets stolen. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know how. Oh, I don't know how I'd cope. Oh. so we're lucky. We're lucky we're out. Fucking, you know, out house in a different part of town. Didn't have the car parked out in front of the house like I normally would out in front of the parents' house. Because if you didn't know, I'm living with my parents. Shh. I didn't say that. No, I'm not. What the fuck are you talking about? But anyway, so pretty lucky. Pretty lucky that the CS wagon wasn't there because it might have got stolen that night. And I would have been fucking heartbroken. But anyway... Long story short, the car was found later that day. Like about three or four kilometers from the house. Beat up to shit. Absolutely smashed to fucking pieces. Not really. Like, I think the engine's okay, but the wheels are fucked. Window smashed. Ignition fucked, obviously, because they hot wired it. And just, I think the insides just ripped to shit and burnt and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't fully burnt out, but I think they tried to and they ran. But yeah, so a bit of a shit situation for Mumsy. Got to get a new car. I think she's going to get a new car, but it's because she had a fucking Mazda Demio. Mazda Demios, man, they're the most, like, stolen cars, apparently. Like, for some reason, the hood the hood rats love them in Mazda Demio. And I just don't fucking get it. They're fucking shit fucking cars. They're the worst fucking cars ever made, because like, I've driven my mum's car a couple of times. It literally feels like you're driving a toy car. Everything's so plastic and clicky and just, you know, it's literally just a box. You're driving a little box on fucking basically like the smallest wheels that you would possibly lay on a car. It just feels so weird. It's the worst driving experience you could ever fucking have. So honestly, go to riddance. The cunts did a favour for it. That, like, oh, just the worst fucking car in existence. So hopefully, you know, she's just going to get another one. She's a dumb bitch. I can't say that. She's my mother, you know. Probably bad. 
Probably probably bad juju to call your mother a dumb bitch on a podcast, but fuck it, we've done it. It's been said. Can't take it back now, so fuck the dumb bitch. But um yeah. That car that car I hope it's dead. But apparently, like, this is where it gets kind of weird, because I, I'm, like, I need to I need to go back and talk to her and get the whole story here, because I spoke to her on the phone today, it's the only time I've really spoken to her about it, I spoke to her earlier on the phone, I think I'll go over tomorrow and see her and get the full story, but apparently some cunt, like, messaged her on Facebook, like, I think because she put out on her Facebook, and like, in all the community pages and shit that she's in, that her car was stolen, a couple of pictures, look out for it and all that shit, apparently some cunt messaged her and was like telling her that she knows who stole the car it was this group of 14 year old kids that have been causing shit in the neighborhood fucking around just fucking stealing other cunts cars too and that he's like look i'm trying to talk to them i'm talking to the police trying to i'm not telling them who they are i'm just telling them who they am just trying to make sure that, trying to hope they don't get arrested, trying to get them in some sort of correction program or some bullshit like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who is this fucking cunt? Turn the cunts into the police. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of the police, but I don't give a fuck how old you are. You're stealing cars. You can be fucking eight years old stealing cars and fucking them up. You should be fucking handcuffed and thrown in the back and at least, like, to have the shit scared out of you. Like, scared straight type bullshit. Shout out Tom Segura. But, um... Fucking hell. I gotta get the full story there. We might have a recap in the next episode. Like, we might go a little bit deeper, but fuck me, man. Some cunts. And the kids these days. Kids here in Christchurch. They're absolutely going off the fucking rails. Fucking rails. Like, what the hell? Like, I've, you know, I had that episode Save the Youth where I was a bit optimistic. You know, I was sounding quite optimistic, actually, about the, about the up-and-coming generation. The Zoomers. As, you know... Is commonly known, even though I think I'm technically like right on the fringe. Like, if I'm a Zoomer, I'm an old Zoomer, the oldest that they get, or either that, or I'm a young millennial. I've been there. I've been down here before. I've fucking said this before. But anyway, you know, I've, t- I've spoken about how, you know, I think these counts are more resilient. It's obviously more resilient and that they're going to be okay. Like, I think also, like, what comes with that is the fact, you know, that the next generation's tougher and they're going to, you know, they're actually going to be okay once they start getting in their 30s and 40s and they start running shit, comparatively anyway, to the rest of these fuckwits that are in charge now and the fuckwits are going to be in charge after them. But, um, they're fucking hardcore psychos, man. Like, when they go bad, like, I think that's just the spectrum of it. Like, you know, millennials are a bunch of pussies, so when they go bad, they just, I don't know, fucking start a crypto exchange that steals billions of dollars, like, pussy shit like that. But fucking these Zoomers, man, they're, they're, they're stealing cars, they're doing ram raids, they're fucking, they aren't taking any fucking shit, and it's kind of scary, man. Like, I think, like, I feel like when I was a teenager, people were annoyed with teenagers, you know, especially around these parts. Like, you, you know, teenagers are always annoying, like, they were annoyed with us, but like, you know, we were a nuisance. We're doing nuisance things, like petty things. You know, having fights, shoplifting occasionally, a little bit of tagging, a little bit of vandalism, but nothing, you know, nothing too hardcore. This next generation, they're fucking terrifying. 
They're fucking terrifying. They're fucking, they're grabbing life by the balls. And they're saying, fuck your tagging, fuck your shoplifting. I'm stealing these fucking cars and driving them into these jewelry shops and taking all the expensive shit. I'm robbing fucking dairy, swinging machetes and cutting off dairy owners' hands. I don't give a fuck. That's literally what they're like. But they're the bad ones. That's the thing, like, when you, when you fucking see it in the news and everything, you fucking hear it from people, they're only going to tell you the negative stories, man, but fuck, man. These Zoomers, man, they're hard, the good ones are hardcore in the opposite direction. That's why I'm positive about them. They're hardcore in that fucking direction, man, like, you know, the ones that aren't depressed little vape faggots, they're going to be okay, but that's the problem. That's the problem there, the vapes. The depressed ones that are vaping, like... I think, like, I don't know exact numbers. I've done no research into this part of this topic, but I'd say it's probably at least some 50%. 50% of cunts between the ages of, like, 18 and 23. They're out here vaping. They're out here vaping. That's just... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I've been vaping. But they're out here vaping. All of them. Every single fucking one of them. 50% of them. 50% of all of them are fucking vaping. Now, let me, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. I, 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 I'm saying that a bit too much, but get used to it. But, uh, Absol's interview. What did his therapist fucking tell him? This fucking therapist told him that the chemicals in the vape were what, make it, were what was making him fucking depressed. And made him eventually basically want to kill himself. And it's the reason why he threw himself off that freeway, freeway overpass. Now, I've been doing some research. And this is going to be a bit of a first here for the Seshwagon, but it shows, it's going to show you we aren't just a podcast about some fuckwit getting high in his car and talking bullshit. Then we aren't just an absolute disgrace and unintellectual piece of shit show. This is not a podcast that is here to bring down the intellect and the IQ of the world. We're here to raise it. We're here to raise it up. Sorry, that was a weird fucking voice. But um, we're here to raise the intellect of our listeners. We're here to make everybody smarter. We're here to put everybody on. Give them the knowledge. So ladies and gentlemen, we're starting a new segment right now. And today is the scientific paper of the week. You know, we're going to be reading hardcore fucking science. We're going straight to the source material. The first fucking, the most direct source. The cunts are actually doing the scientist science. Not these headlines. Not these news articles that you fucking see that are just fucking giving you a perspective and hiding the real shit and not talking about the hard-hitting real shit that's actually affecting lives. No, we're fucking... We're fucking going deep. So anyway, this article comes to you from the Journal of Community Hospital Internal Medicine Perspectives. The title... Hold on, where the fuck, I just hit the wrong button. The title of this scientific paper is called 
a scoping review of vaping, e-cigarettes, and mental health impact, depression, and suicidality. Authors, Sunny Javed, Sadia Usmani, and Saeed Ahmed. So you know they're not fucking around, alright? This ain't no fucking Western University being an absolute pussy and fucking hiding the real information. This is coming from, I'm going to guess, honestly, it sounds like it's Middle Eastern of some sort. Maybe Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, maybe Saudi Arabia. You know, our boys are Saudis, but one of those kind of countries. Haven't done that much research into it, but the abstract. We're just going to go through the abstract. Not going to go through the full details. No one does anyway. Electronic cigarettes have grown in popularity due to natural curiosity, novel flavors, and advertising as both a means to aid smoking cessation and a safe smoking option. There is a substantial body of research on the harmful physical health effects of vaping, but there are relatively few studies on its mental health effects, particularly in adolescents 10 to 21 years of age. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. That's our Zoomer generation right here. The purpose of this review is to examine the negative effects of vaping on mental health, in particular depression and suicidality, using the databases PubMed, Scopus, Cochrane Library, the search engine Google Scholar. (laughs) Used that one a lot back in the day, if you know what I mean. We focus on observational studies looking into association between vaping, depression, suicidality. We found... 7,255 studies, start to remember, we'll skip this part. Seven studies were included in the final review, so this is a combination of these seven studies. So it's not just one, it's seven. Suicide attempts were significantly higher among e-cigarette users compared to non-users. E-cigarette use was associated with depression, suicidal ideation, and suicide attempt. Suicide attempts were significantly higher among e-cigarette users compared to non-users. It is critical to raise awareness about the association between electronic cigarettes and adolescent mental health. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the link to this article is going to be in the show notes, going to be in the description box below. For you to do your own deep research, go right into the weeds of the article, like I definitely did. And, uh, yeah, man, but that's the science, bro. Don't come at me with the science. I Don't trust the science. Read the science. I just fucking read you the science. Vaping is fucking up these cunts' lives, causing depression and suicidal ideation. And it makes sense. It makes sense. I've been here before. I covered it in an earlier episode. But today we brought the science... We brought the heat. So, next time, make sure when you see some cunt with a vape, Bruce Lee, kick that motherfucker out of your hand and tell him you're saving their life because otherwise they might end up killing themselves. And I'm not fucking joking. That wasn't a fucking joke. That is real fucking life. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, man. Christchurch, it's going to shit, man. Going to go into shit a little bit. I think it's, I think it's a symptom of the whole world going to shit. But I don't know. I'm not out there. 
I'm only in here. I'm only in Christchurch. I'm only in my home fucking town, Sea City. What up, motherfuckers? So I only know what's happening here, and it's kind of shit. It's kind of shit. These youngsters are causing a muck. They're running a muck. They're fucking it up. And they're going to get themselves stuck. But it's kind of shit, man. It's kind of shit. One of the biggest reasons it's kind of shit is because of the recent Mayor Leanne Dalziel, but we're not ready for that conversation. You're not ready for that. You're not ready for the fact that her husband was head of a law firm, one of the biggest law firms in Canterbury and Christchurch. And the fact that he was representing foreign interests that were coming in to try and take out water, foreign interests from a certain country that starts with a C. It ends with an Aina. We're talking about Jaina. But, um, yeah, man. And basically, yeah. Basically, it was a fucking husband and wife fucking job where wife was the mayor, husband was the big shot lawyer, taking shit to court. You know, and they basically, I'm lying the details here, but they were basically corrupt as fuck working together where the mayor was scratching the law firm's back and the law firm was scratching the mayor's back because they were husband and fucking wife. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross, you're just going to shit. You got the Metro Sports Facility that was meant to be built five years ago. That's been delayed for another two years. You've got the stadium. The stadium. The current stadium, Orange Theory fucking stadium, a scaffolding hunk of shit that was only meant to be five years old that is now 11 years old and rusty as a motherfucker. I was in there about three months ago. Every single joint of scaffolding holding up the entire stand is rustier than a ringer. It is rustier than Ron Weasley. I don't know. I was trying to think of a fucking famous ringer there and I was Best I can do is Ron Weasley. I'm sure there's better out there. But yeah, man. And as a big fella, I don't even fucking sit in the, fit in those fucking seats in that stadium. I'm literally... I need to buy... It's like I literally would have to buy one and a half tickets if it was a packed stadium. Probably two, because my butt be overflowing those fucking little shitty buckets. Like, ugh, it's just discrimination against fat people, honestly. Fuck that fucking stadium. But we've got the old, that's the old stadium, because they've started building the new stadium. So that's going to be ready in another 15 years, when they said it's going to be five. So that's fun, we've got 15 years of that scaffolding hunk of shit. 15 more years of opportunity for fucking death and destruction, which I'm picking to happen if that stadium's still in use in five years' time. It's going to be fucking worse than the Hillsborough disaster. It's just going to be a massive stadium collapse. And all the 50 people watching the Canterbury NPC game are going to die. But yeah, and it's going to be because of this fucking city. But anyway, that's the politicians. They're not the real people. Like, fuck them. They're not going to actually impact real society. They're just the leeches that are sucking it dry. But the people are going to shit too, man. I'm sorry. I love you people, but you're going to shit. You're going to shit. 
And I should not. I should not, man. I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the hood. In the hood of this beautiful city. I grew up in Linwood. For those of you that don't know. To be specific. I grew up in Jolly Street. In Linwood. Now for those of you playing at home. And don't believe. That I grew up in the hood. Google Jolly Street Linwood Christchurch. That's Jolly. J-O-L-L-I-E. And you're going to find out why the fuck I... That's, that's definitely the fucking hood. It's literally got like at least three different articles over the last 10 years calling it the most dangerous street in the city. There's like four different gangs with houses on there. Everybody's a fucking housing New Zealand house except ours. We owned our fucking house. We were hard-working white-collar people, which is why... Blue-collar. Which is why we fucking left. Parents grinded their way out of poverty. Got to the suburbs. That's what I mean. they were really in poverty. They just built, bought the cheapest house they could, and it was in the shittest neighborhood possible because neither of them were from Christchurch and knew what the fuck was going on. They moved here together, effectively. But yeah. Anyway, so I grew up in the hood. So I saw some fucked up things. Saw some fucked up things. But I left when I was nine. That's when we moved out of there. So like. The memory's kind of a bit fractured at that time. Maybe, hopefully not from any sort of abuse. But I think it's pretty normal. That, uh, you know, sort of before 8 or 9, like, you can remember things. You can remember events. But there's no way to put it in any sort of chronological chronological order. There's no way to put any context to it. They're kind of just fragments of just, like, I don't know. Like, I've got one memory from when I was 5. Like my, no, 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 my first memory, I uh, might have been like four or three, and I was at McDonald's, and it was a birthday party. I can't remember exactly whose birthday party. I can't remember what McDonald's, and this probably explains a lot of my life now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of the problems I face, but my earliest memory in life is in a McDonald's, so, you know, that's pretty hood. It's pretty sad too. Thanks, Mum. But anyway, there's other things like I can remember kind of fucked up things happening. But I remember fragments of it, like only like parts. It's like there are little holes in the story where I black out or like that I blacked out and I can't remember. But there's this one story. I would have been six or seven. And I was sitting on the front lawn with my older brother, two years older than me, and his friend from school, about the same age as him, and we were playing Pokemon. My brother's friend brought all his Pokemon cards, and I came out to hang out and play along too, and we were playing Pokemon on the front lawn. And next thing we know, we're playing Pokemon, and this man, youngish man I assume, could have been a late teenager, I don't fucking know, I was six, comes over and is like, hey, what are you kids doing? And we're like, playing Pokemon. And he's like, oh, I love Pokemon. Can I play too? And we're like, yeah, all right. Come over. We need another one anyway. There's three of us. So this, we'll call him 16-year-old, 16, 17-year-old, sitting down with a couple of eight and a six-year-old, a couple of eight-year-olds and a six-year-old, on our front lawn, playing fucking Pokemon. 
And next thing I remember, could have been, don't know how long ago this was, long after this started this was, was mum coming out from the house, screaming and yelling, telling this cunt to fuck off, telling us kids to get the fuck in the house, right now, and you know, she was damn serious, you know, there's like a handful of moments in your life where you know your parents are not fucking around, where they can sense there's a real fucking danger, and you need to fucking listen to them, and you know, as a kid, you know, you can see the look in their eyes, so we did not fuck around, we got inside, and then mum was yelling at this cunt, yelling at this cunt, and that's all I remember, and next thing I remember, like, is us all locked in the house, mum locked us, locked in the house with us too, while this cunt fucking storms around our backyard, breaking shit, breaking pots, smashing a garage window, fucking up plants, just, you know, being a fuckwit, so, and I think I'm pretty sure mum called the cots, but eventually the cunt ran away, so that was a fucked up story, and I'm pretty sure nearly got raped if mum didn't come out at the right time, so thanks for that mum, you did something right, but yeah, fucking hell, so I just got stories like that man, where they were kind of fucked up, wouldn't happen in a normal, you know, middle class suburban neighborhood, because they never happen later on, but yeah, kind of just fragments of that, and I remember when we, when we left our neighbor across the street, was stabbed to death by his wife, like the husband was stabbed to death by his wife, like, so that kind of shit happened, there was always fucking stray dogs roaming around, like real shit, man, real shit. As real as it gets. So don't fuck with me. I was there till I was nine. And then I literally went to the most middle class suburban fucking subdivision. Safe fucking street that you could possibly fucking imagine. So I got out of there right before right before it could have fucked my life up. Right before I could have, you know, as a teenager got involved with some shady cunts. And absolutely fucking done something fucking retarded. Because I probably could have. I would have. I probably could have and would have. I would have. Done something to seek the approval of my peers. Something illegal like steal something or, you know, tag a side of a building. And then that's how it starts. That's how these kids get in the system and their lives just get thrown away and fucking life's over, mate. Life's over at 16 because you fucking got caught stealing, stealing like DVDs from the warehouse or some bullshit. And they lock you up, send you to juvie, send you to the youth detention centre. You become friends with actual fucked up kids doing fucked up shit. And you want to seek their approval. You want to become friends with them. You want them to think you're cool. So then you do something like fuck someone up or try and fight a guard and knock them out or some shit like that. And then you get stuck in there even longer. Then you get out and you try and you're in the same pattern and you do something. Now you're an adult. You get properly arrested, stuck in the prison, where all you learn to do is, you know, as a first-time offender, is just learn how to become a better criminal. So then, when you get out, you do something fucking stupid again, and you get out, you stupid again until you do something fucking massively stupid that they just won't fucking let you out anymore. So that could have been me. That could have been me. You know, could have been me. Honestly. If my parents didn't fucking 
sort their shit out and get that get that bag together, get their money right, get out of the fucking hood. And you know, so if it wasn't for that, you know, you guys might not ever have the sesh wagon. So yeah, thank them for that. Bl- or blame them, whatever you think. But uh, yeah, man. That's how it goes. Growing up in the hood, there's so many other cunts that so many criminals and gang members basically only like that because they saw they grew up in the hood and saw fucked up shit as a kid or had fucked up shit done to them as a kid. And then they just spend the rest of their adult life acting out that trauma. Acting out the fucked up shit that got done to them. You know, developing mental illnesses. Because their brains got fucking broken. Because they saw fucked up shit before they were early. Before they were early. Before, you know. When it was far too early. So. You know man. It's kind of a cycle. Because then those cunts grow up to be. Fucked up adults. Doing fucked up shit. Around kids. Their kids. Neighbors kids. Anybody's kids. Nephews. Nieces. They're doing fucked up shit around them, to them, on them, in them. And that fucks their brains up and the cycle just fucking continues. So how do you stop it? How do you stop it? How do you get through to, how do you get through to cunts now? How do you get through to the fucked up cunts now? Convince them what they're doing is fucked up. Convince them what they're doing is causing the next generation to be fucked up and do the shit they're doing and fucking up the next generation after that. And it's a vicious cycle and families just can't get out of it. Families get sucked into it. Never get out of it. Doesn't matter what they do. They carry that around for their whole life. They could be living a good, honest life for 30, 40 years, working a nine to five, feeding their family. When they walk in on their wife, fucking a neighbor, and they blow out their, they grab their fucking shotgun, blow their brains out, blows out his wife's brains, blows out his wife's mistress's brains. Little did he know, little Johnny was standing in the doorway, and his only, his first memory is watching his dad blow his fucking mum's brains out with a fucking shotgun. How's that kid supposed to live in society? How's that kid supposed to be a functioning human being? And that's the problem, man. Sorry to sound get all dark on you in there. Sorry to fucking just bring the mood down. But I don't know. It's kind of like the big question in society. Whoever the hell figures out how to fix that problem generational trauma and all that, you know, whoever figures out how to fucking, you know, take a kid who's seen the most fucked up shit before their brains were even close to fully formed, completely fracturing their identity and fucking up all their emotional responses to everything they do, you know, if someone was able to figure out how to fix that or at least get it to a manageable level, so most of them don't do fucking 
terrible, horrible shit, and the cycle at least slows down, doesn't keep going, because it ain't slowing down, people aren't getting any mentally healthier out there, doesn't seem like a lot of mentally stable people on the streets, so, you know, maybe that's what we do here, maybe that's what we make our life mission, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe this should be a rallying cry. But I don't know. Fuck that shit. I don't want to start a cult. I don't want to start a group. I don't want to start like the next Salvation Army where we're going around helping people. Trying to save the fucking world. Trying to save the world. Oh, we got to save the world. Save the homeless. Save the animals. Save the planet. We're not going to be one of those... Fuckwits, because they're the worst human beings on planet Earth. So what are we going to do? We're going to ignore it? Is there a better option than ignoring it? Can we ignore it? Have we seen too much? Maybe I saw too much. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I blocked it out maybe I've got some serious childhood trauma stuck up in my head and it's so bad that I can't even remember the specific events that happened because my brain blocked them out for, to, to protect itself so I'm not fucking thinking about horrible shit all day every day maybe it'll come out when I'm in my mid-30s wife and kids suddenly I remember fucking getting diddled by a priest when I was five years old I'm not saying that happened, I don't know, I don't think it did, I don't remember that ever happening, but maybe that's the point, because that works sometimes, that's fucked up man, that actually happens, that actually happens to cunts, look it up, people that go like their whole lives, get to like 45 and suddenly they have some sort of high stress event, or they take some mushrooms for the first time or some bullshit, they suddenly remember when they were 7, their uncle, goddamn took him from behind and stole their innocence and they were so traumatized they just blocked it out of their memory forever because if they had that sitting up there growing up it would have just fucking completely broken them but of course it never went away permanently so then suddenly some other traumatic event later in life when you're 45 brings it all up and you suddenly remember it and just completely fucking breaks you That happens, man. That literally happens to people. I really hope that never happens to me. That's one of those things you never know until you know. You know how fucked up that's, that, that can be? I really hope that doesn't... I don't have that, hope that happens to anybody. It sounds horrible. God damn it, man. Matt, how dark do you want to get today? Jesus fucking Christ. Oh... I don't know, man. What is it, Matt? You're talking about some fucking dark shit today. Suicide. Trauma. Pedophiles. I don't know, man. Maybe I need to go. Maybe, maybe, I know what it is, man. I'm fucking, I have had a traumatic event. I got that PTBD. PTPD. Get it right? PT. PD, that post-traumatic pussy disorder. 
And I'm not coping. I'm obviously not coping too well. So maybe, you know, I've got to go away this week, do some soul-searching. Maybe, maybe get it. Maybe call somebody. Maybe line up an appointment with a therapist. Maybe call BetterHelp. Hey, BetterHelp, I know you're out there. Sponsor the boy. I might need to talk to you. You know, get that PTPD taken care of. That pussy PTSD. Anyway, I promise I'll be happier next time. Sorry for the down buzz. Stay frosty, you flaky fuckwits. <laughs>